want to get out of the way for the preached Word of God. I've so appreciated everything that Brother Herring has said. It has hit the mark, and I will let it hit me. Brother, it is really minister to me. I appreciate you following the Holy Ghost in every service. Amen. We want Brother Herring to come and preach to us. Everybody said, God bless Brother Herring. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is indeed good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Be back in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God's been good to you today, hasn't he? He's been extremely good to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I uh, go to bed this morning at about 4 o'clock this morning. Start praying and stuff. And my wife woke me up at 7 o'clock this morning. She said, it's time to get up. I said, then I just went to sleep. <laughs> I did go ahead and get up. I'm kind of cat-mouthing all day. Praise the Lord, but I feel good tonight. You know what God's going to do for us. Praise the Lord. If you got a Bible, as you go with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, and verse 6. <clears throat> Don't forget your pastor and his wife in prayer this week, please. Amen. We need, we need your prayers. It says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, knowing being warned of God of things not yet seen as yet, move with fear. Prepare the ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned this world, condemned the world, and became heirs of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out of a place which he should afterwards receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. God, we do thank you tonight. We know that you're going to move for us. We know you're going to speak to us. God, just give an ear to hear what you want to say tonight. God, anoint me and use me tonight, and I'll give you all the praise and all the thanks and all the glory. Once you put your Bibles down and want you raise your hands one more time all over this house and ask God to talk to you tonight, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Praise God. Praise God. Ah, oh, let's clap it to the Lord. Can we do that? be seated. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, there's an altar down here with your name on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't be shy of it. Praise God. I, uh, I'd like to speak to you tonight on this thought. Where are you going? 
where are you going? You know, there's times in life we feel like we have a clear picture of where we're going. And there's times in life that we feel like we don't have a clue of where we're going. Amen? And we wake up sometimes and wonder, what am I doing here? Where is this taking me? What is this accomplishing in my life? I can't even see my destiny. In fact, I don't even know what my destiny is. May I remind you tonight of the story of O Abraham. By faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that will become his home. Amen. Bible says not knowing whether he went. Praise God. When Abraham left home that day, he gathered together his belongings, his wife, his nephew, and he set out from his hometown. But he had no idea where he was going. He didn't know what God had in store. He didn't know where every step was going to take him. He didn't know what might befall him on the way. All Abraham knew that God had called him out of his home country. It was going to take him to a strange land. And one day his descendants uh, would possess that land. Uh, there would God would make them a great nation. When he arrived in that strange land, he didn't know anybody there. He didn't have any relatives there. He didn't have any connections there. He didn't even speak their language. What kind of life is this? Living with a bunch of strangers who don't even speak the same language. And to top it off, they're living in tents. Not many ladies would have liked that. Trying to help you ladies a little bit tonight. It's okay if you smile a little bit. Oh, Abraham had to be thinking, I'd like to go back home. Almost all of his family except his wife and nephew were back. He left everything behind. But he didn't go back home. He continued on. Praise God. Little did he know that things were supposed to get from bad to worse. Man, could you imagine stepping out and God telling you what to do? And all of a sudden, things went from bad to worse. And you're thinking... What in the world am I doing here? And where is this taking me? And some of you thought that. What am I doing here? Where is this taking me? Hang on. God's going to take you somewhere. Don't let go. Come on. Hold on. Praise God. A famine became upon the land. He had packed up to go to Egypt for food to survive. And when he arrived there in Egypt, friend of mine, the prince of Egypt saw Sarah and said, She's such a beautiful lady. Bring her to me. That's when old Abraham began to lie. Amen. You notice his son did the same thing with his wife. He committed the same sin his daddy committed. Told the same lie. Amen. At one point, old Abraham had to be thinking, God, what in the world am I doing here? 
And where are you taking me, God? Yet I don't find any record of those words uh, from Abraham. Uh, he might not have known where he was going uh, at that moment, but he knew uh, friend, there was an unseen city uh, with eternal foundations uh, that were designed and built by God. Uh, he knew that God had called him. Uh, he knew that God was going to bless him. Uh, he knew that God was going to provide. Uh, the key to Abraham's uh, success was held uh, onto a promise uh, from God. Uh, he walked by faith. Uh, and not by sight. Uh, he come on now. Uh, things are gonna get better. Uh, they got to. Uh, we gotta keep our eyes uh, on the city uh, whose builder uh, and maker uh, is God. He's calling the church out of its comfort zone. Anybody ready to get out of your comfort zone? He's calling you out so he can bless you. He's calling you out so you can claim uh, your inheritance. We walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody say, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Come on, give the Lord some praise for a minute. You're not praising for me. You're praising God. I'm not asking not one person here to respond to me. But you do need to respond to the word of God and God's spirit. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I preach long enough to know that some places, if it had not been for me and my wife praising, nobody had been praising. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Abraham, he didn't look back. He's not looking back. Some people can't help but looking back. Can't get the longing for them old links and that old wore out song that they sang. Praise God and all that old junk they left behind. Praise the Lord because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing with God. Praise God they're letting up on their prayer. Come on, they're letting up on their fasting. They're letting up on reading their Bible. Uh, and all of a sudden, friend of mine, you begin to look back. Uh, and the leeks look real good. Uh, the flesh pots look real good. Uh, that old song sounds real good. Uh, but friend, when God uh, give you the Holy Ghost, uh, he give you a new song. Uh, somebody needs to sing your song uh, one more time. Uh, come on, don't you let your song die. Uh, that's the song God give you. Uh, sing your song one more time. Uh, it don't matter where you you at. Uh, it don't matter what you're facing today. Uh, you might be saying, uh, God, I don't know where I'm going uh, and I don't know where this is taking me, uh, but I refuse uh, to give up on my inheritance. Uh, I refuse uh, to give up on that city uh, and maker who's over. I had seen that city yet, uh, but I'm heaven bound, God. saw something totally different than what you and I probably would have seen in his position. Abraham could have looked at his present situation, amen, but he didn't. Instead, he chose to look for that city whose foundation, whose made, come on, was made by God. Here we are today. We're looking at the same thing. We're all living in the end time generation. 
yet we all see things differently. Come on, we're all reacting in different ways. Uh, come on, we look back and wonder what it'd be like uh, to be back there in Ur, uh, back home. Uh, come on, we can look at our present situation uh, and wonder, God, uh, where are you at? Uh, or we can look ahead uh, at what God has promised the church uh, and just keep on marching. Uh, what do you see and where are you going, church? Uh, I said, what do you see uh, and where are you going, church? I challenge this church today uh, to look ahead with an expectation uh, of a promise. Uh, can I persuade you uh, to get your eyes uh, off your present situation? Uh, will you grab a hold uh, of the promise uh, that God uh, has got something great uh, in store for you uh, and your family? You're here for a reason. Uh, God's called you here uh, for such as a time uh, is right now. Praise God. Uh, the end time church uh, has been promised a uh, great revival. Uh, but do you want it? Do you really want it? Are you going to claim it? Are you going to make it happen? Are you going to get a hold of this thing? Turn to your neighbor and say, what do you see and where are you going? Come on, say it like you got an anointing. Go ahead. Throughout the Bible, God's people are faced with situations where they could have given up. Some did, some didn't. On one occasion, Israel had been captured by the Babylonians. It looked hopeless for them. Their cities laid in ruins. Their loved ones, their children were dead or prisoners. All the people could see. Come on and look backwards and remember. Come on, remember Zion, that beautiful city of God. And they sat down and wept and cried uh, and hung their harps uh, amongst the willows uh, of Babylon. Uh, come on, get your harps off the willows uh, of Babylon today. Uh, come on, friend of mine, sing your song. Uh, their captains asked them, uh, can you sing a song? Oh, my God. They begin to mock them uh, and demand in Israel uh, to sing their song uh, of Zion. Come on, but listen, it says, by the river of Babylon, we sat down, yet we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they carried us away captive, required of us, come on, a song. And they that wasted us required us of mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Come on, listen to the reply of Israel. How can we sing the Lord's song uh, in a strange land? Uh, friend, that's when you got to sing your song. Uh, I said, that's when you got to rise up and say, uh, come on, that was a legitimate question uh, for us today. Uh, how can we sing the Lord's song uh, in a strange land? Uh, we've never been at times uh, like we are right now. These are strange times, uh, but somebody uh, sing your song. Abraham was able to do it, but his descendants were not. Oh, somebody needs to praise him. 
Somebody needs to get a hold of God right now. Somebody's hung their willow pole. Come on. Hung their harp on a willow. Reach up there and grab your harp off the willow. see today and where are you going church Israel totally missed what God was doing because they was blinded by their present troubles so many people are blinded by their present troubles and they never can see God in anything at the bottom of everything. He's just not a God of a realm, but he's at the bottom of everything. Come on, friend of mine. It doesn't matter how high we ascend. It doesn't matter how deep we go. He's still there. And you can still find him there. Uh, he said he would not forsake us nor leave us, uh, but he will be there to the very end. Uh, come on, friend of mine. What are you seeing? Where are you going? God's doing a new thing, uh, but you've got to understand Captivity is an ending, not a beginning. They did not see that through their captivity, God was setting the stage for the becoming of the Messiah. Woo! They couldn't see that God was totally in control. God was about to set four world powers in his place for his purpose. Babylon's would be defeated by the Persians who would allow the Jews to be scattered across the Mediterranean region. And the Persians would be defeated by the Greeks who would unify all the people through its common language and customs. And the Greeks would be defeated by the Romans who would build the roads uh, and make transportation, oh my God, make transportation possible uh, to every remote corner uh, of the unknown world. Uh, when Jesus was born, uh, he set the stage uh, for this gospel message to spread uh, like wildfire. Uh, in one generation's time, uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, the apostles uh, reach their unknown world uh, in one generation. Come on, somebody. I want this church to know tonight if God has set power, or, come on, has the power to set World powers in place, exactly the right time. Then surely, 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 God has placed you at the right where you're at. And he wants you, come on, to be this generation. Come on, for this generation. He's got a purpose for you, this generation. Do you know that God set the stage uh, for history to repeat itself in this generation? Uh, in this generation, uh, the first coming of Jesus Christ uh, is known to the world uh, through the gospel. Uh, and the generation of the second coming uh, of Jesus Christ, uh, the whole world uh, would have heard uh, this gospel message.
living in a generation which has been called to share this message to the whole world. You've been placed where you are for such as a time as this. Church, what do you see and where are you going? You need to ask God, God, anoint mine eyes with thine eyes self so I can see in the spirit what you want to show me. Anoint mine ears, God, with yourself that I can hear thy voice. Clarity with clarity, God, so I know when you're talking to me, Lord. Anoint my steps, God, for every step I take uh, that you will guide and lead me. Uh, and God, when I open up my mouth, uh, fill my mouth uh, with the words that you've already prepared uh, for my lips to speak. in a generation which has been called to share this message to a whole world. You've been placed here for such a time as this. Years ago, a Chinese guy named Mayo was the leader of China and there was great persecution of the Christians. And this man wanted to eliminate Christianity. First he arrested all the Christians. And he spread them out all over the country, thinking that they could not meet together so the church would die. This guy was so dumb and ignorant. Secondly, he wanted to punish them and give them the worst jobs possible. Garbage collectors, grave diggers. However, in spreading out Christians, he planted Christianity through the whole entire nation. Making Christians garbage collectors, he gave them access to every home uh, in the country. And making them grave diggers, uh, he placed them in situations uh, where they could share hope of the gospel uh, with the people, oh my God, with people that were grieving. Uh, and still eliminate Christianity. Uh, he caused it to grow. Uh, come on, somebody. Church, God knows what he's doing. Uh, he sees where you are. Uh, and he's going to turn it around uh, for you. Come on, when you're facing your toughest times uh, in life, uh, God will do his greatest work uh, through you. First century church was built in a generation of persecution. Keep walking by faith. Keep working for the kingdom. If you fall down, get back up again. Tell that enemy, I might have failed today, but I'm back up on my feet. I'm up again. I may fall, but I shall arise. Come on, tell him, I might fall, but I shall arise. Come on, as long as I got faith, come on. I'm going to keep on keeping on. Get involved. Get involved with everything that's going on in church. Praise God. Do everything you can. And God will take care of the rest. God will take care of the rest. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. 
invented the polio. He developed a vaccine for polio. Before he came up with one that worked, somebody asked him one time, how does it feel to fail 200 times? This was his response. He said, I have never failed 200 times at anything in my life. My family taught me never to use that word. I simply discovered 200 ways how not to make the vaccine polio. Come on, somebody. Praise God, you're not a failure. Come on, you're not a failure. Quit, quit, quit disqualifying yourself from what God's got for you. Come on, say, I can. I will. Come on, stop disqualifying. Come on, so many of you have disqualified yourselves uh, and what God's got for you. Uh, you've talked yourself right out of the greatest blessing uh, that you could ever have. Uh, come on, we've all been down that path. Uh, we've all learned how to do some things uh, and not do some things. Uh, if you fail, try again. Uh, get up again and again and again. Uh, for you walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, can I get a witness uh, in this house tonight? Some, some people have lived so long in that place that you're at. Praise God, this don't excite you no more. This message don't excite you the way it used to. You should be excited about this. You notice the text talked about Noah building the ark. Can you imagine with me his situation? Noah's building this big, huge ship on dry ground. On dry ground. There's no possible way to move this ship to a lake or a sea. There's no way. How are they going to move it? They didn't have cranes in those days. In that day, the earth was replenished by the constant dew that was upon the earth. It never, come on, it never rained before in history of mankind. They didn't even know what the flood was. Then there's that physical complication of building such a boat. You know, God only spoke 730, or it was 30, 730 something, 30, I think it's 732 words. I can't remember exactly. It was 700 something words is all God ever spoke to Noah, ever. If you get in your Bible, you could count the words. I've done it. You could count the words, how many words God spoke to him. It was 700-something words, 300-something words before the flood and 300-something words after the flood. It's all God talked to Noah. Somebody going to spoke more words than that tonight. Some of you still not hearing. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. They didn't have forklifts. No forklifts, right? It took Noah and his sons over 100 years to build the ark. Can you imagine the ridicule? Look at that old crazy man. What's that old crazy thing doing? He's still building. Well, him and his boys, they just busy, busy, busy. Praise God, but he went on 300-something words that God told him. No, build that ark. 
I don't know about you, but if I knew it was going to take 100 years to frame a house, I'd probably have big problems with that. But Noah didn't. By faith, Noah built the ark. He saw something nobody else could see. He saw it through faith. And he kept walking by faith. What do you see and where are you going? How big is your faith tonight? Come on, church. How big is your faith tonight? Come on, you're building something here. I said you're building something here. But how big is your faith tonight? What are you focused on? What do you lay, come on, what are you willing to lay down or lay it on the line for God? Are you only focused on your immediate need? Are you focused on the past? Well, that's never really happened in the past, preacher. Who cares what's not happened in the past? We're in the present. Forget the past. What about right now? Come on, we live too much in the past. Everybody to grab your rear view mirror. Go ahead and reach up there and grab that thing. Everybody grab it. Adjust it so you can see yourself. I know. Been waiting for you all day. <laughs> he said, who are you? <laughs> it's me. It's me. me and as you look back in it there is nothing in it that past is gone come on your past is gone stop looking in the mirror and see in front of mind your past and look in the mirror and see that it's all gone there's absolutely nothing there praise God God's already done taking care of it Praise God, let's stop looking at that uh, and know that you're going somewhere uh, and God's pushing his church somewhere. Uh, come on, praise God. I said, God's taking you somewhere. Uh, you might not worry, know where you're going, uh, but God's taking you somewhere. I'm going to close here in a minute. Boy, I'm getting good. Praise the Lord. I'm not long-winded. Let's just get right to the chase. I have been known to be long-winded. My wife has given me all kinds of signs before. All kinds of signs. I'm thinking, you're messing me up. Now, you know your wife's your best critic. Your wife don't lie to you. Either it was a good one or it was a bad one. My wife's never lied to me. If I ask my wife, well, honey, how was it? She'll, and when she does that, you know that she's rocked everything. But if she said, Daddy, that was good. It was fairly good. You know? Because your wife's your best critic. She's not going to lie to you. Praise God. Just like, come on now. Are you open for God to use you in ways that you've never been used before, just like he did 2,000 years ago? God is shaking this world. 
and the powers that be. God's getting ready to advance the kingdom one last time before the rapture of the church. Don't miss out on what God's got planned for your life. Because you're stuck in that place and you don't know how to get out of it. So many people get in a rut and don't know how to get out. Closing, I'd like to tell you a little story. It's about a little boy. His name was Frank. He looked so forward that Saturday to go fishing with his daddy. And uh, daddy's going to take him fishing if the weather was suitable. And there had been no rain for weeks. And as Saturday approached, Frank was confident of that beautiful fishing, that fishing trip he was supposed to take with his daddy. But wouldn't you know it, it was raining cats and dogs. And it was, it was a downpour. And it was raining heavy. And it appeared that it was going to continue all day long. And old Frank wandered through the house. You know how little boys are. I'm, I remember our boys and how they peer out the windows. He's peering out the windows and, man, he's mumbling. And he's grumbling, praise God. And it seemed, he says, it seemed like God. It just seemed like the Lord would have known for it to have been a better day to rain. He could have let it rain yesterday and still a good day. He complained to his father. He was sitting there by the fireplace enjoying a good book. And his father tried to explain to Frank how badly they needed the rain to bring much needed moisture to the farmer's crops and, and to the yards and but old Frank, he was so adamant. It just is not right, Daddy. It's not right. He said it over and over and over again. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, about 3 o'clock, Brother Hilton, the rain stopped. The rain quit. Still had time to go fishing. And quickly they grabbed their gear and they loaded up and they went off to the lake. For some, for whatever reason, the fish were really biting good that day. And the father and son returned home with a stream full of fine walleye. And at supper, they was having the fish. His mother made ready the fish. And Frank's mom asked him, she said, Frank, save a grace. And his kid scrapped all day long. He was a kid that it just, it's not fair all day long. And Frank did and concluded his prayer by saying, Lord, if I sounded grumpy early today, it's because I couldn't see far enough ahead. It's because I could not see far enough ahead. And I'd like to ask you as you come to this altar tonight, are you looking far enough ahead? Is this is everybody stand to the feet? Are you looking far enough ahead? Are y'all looking far enough ahead? Do you have the faith to see that God's doing something through you? Do you got the faith to see that? Come tonight, come tonight, come around this altar tonight.
and let God know that you desire to walk by faith and not by sight. Ask God to open up your eyes so you can see his plan. God has prepared each and every one of you to do a great work for his kingdom. For his kingdom. But you need to ask God to help you to see. Come on, church. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, some of you walked by sight long enough. Now it's time to start walking by faith. God, I'm going to walk by faith tonight. Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost and you've never had the Holy Ghost, come on down here around this altar right now. Let God do what God wants to do for you. Come on. Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? 